Welcome to this Jesse special show. edition of the Terry and Jesse Show. Bishop Athanasius Snyder is here to talk about his book, The Catholic Mass. Bishop, thank you for joining us this hour. You're welcome. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Terry, are you there? Can you hear me? Richard, can you hear me? I'm here uh, Skyping from an undisclosed location in Nevada. Well, let's, let's just get started. Ohio. Ohio, excuse me. I'm in Ohio. Terry's in Nevada. Terry and Jesse show this is the holy hour of power. I, we promise you that this is going to be a high-energy Catholic radio, not low-energy Catholic radio. We're two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. Remember the month of March? We're still in the month of March. It is dedicated or devoted to St. Joseph, patron saint of workers, patron saint of families, homes, patron saint of a happy death, and St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. He's also the head of the holy family. Uh, we also, again, today, as in every day, we talk a little bit about the gospel of the day. We call that the soul food section. So let me jump right into the soul food section and let me give some analysis uh, till my partner Terry comes on. He's He'll be Skyping in from, uh, from Nevada. So we're in opposite ends of the coast. <clears throat> and, so, and today's gospel at Holy Mass John chapter 4, verses 53 to 54. God's word tells us. At that time, Jesus left for Samaria, Samaria for Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his native. Ah, sorry about that. That was yesterday's gospel. I went to Mass this morning. <clears throat> Today's gospel at Holy Mass is John chapter 5, verses 1 to 16. Yes. Here you go. There was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem at the Sheep Gate a pool called in Hebrew Bethesda, with five porticos, and these lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While, while uh, I am on my way, someone else gets down there before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your mat and walk. Immediately the man became well, took up his mat and walked. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, it is a Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. He answered them, the man who made me well told me, take up your mat and walk. They asked him, who is the man who told you take it up and walk? Well, let's talk about today's, today's gospel. We see that the, 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 the man in the gospel. Okay, let's use your uh, other mic. Can you I hear can me hear now, Terry? I can hear Terry. Okay, yeah. Buddy, I'm, I'm up here in Nevada at my son's house, so we had a little technical problem. I'm glad to be back with you. I'll be here all week. Uh, let's continue. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I can hear you, Terry. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, Jesse. Perfect. Okay, today's gospel, I just shared it. It's in uh, John chapter 5, verses 1 through, uh, 1 through 16. Let me give some comments on today's gospel. The man in the gospel was ill for 38 years. That's a long time to be sick. Yep. And his sickness serves as an example of a life of sin. 
because we read that in First in John chapter 2, verses 16, we read about a triple spiritual sickness, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. However, not even a sickness persisting for 38 years is able to escape Jesus' curing power in today's gospel. Jesus' power is stronger still than any sin we can commit. That, that's why we should always have hope. For there's no sickness, there's no sin, uh, there's no disease that's too great for our Lord Jesus Christ to cure. As we see in today's gospel, he cured a man after 38 years of being ill. What is needed? What is needed is that we turn to our Lord with, with a humble and contrite heart and say the words before Holy Communion. Lord, I am not worthy, but only say the word and I shall be healed. What does today's gospel reveal to us? It reveals us to us that nothing is impossible for God. If God can save and heal somebody after 38 years, he can heal you right now. He can heal the sick today. But more important than that, God can also forgive sins. That's more important. The healing of the soul is more important than the healing of the body. Amen. And just like we've seen our Lord, he can forgive a paralytic who's, who's lowered from a rooftop uh, you know, down into the living room. All it takes is for the sick man to reveal his weaknesses. And, and, uh, and guess what? And Jesus can heal him. In today's gospel, there's a man that attempted to enter the pool. Uh, and he's tried time and time again. But somebody always beats him to the punch. Well, guess what? This sick man, the fact that he admitted to Jesus both his personal weakness and his desire to plunge himself into the pool, uh, you know, to be healed. This is what moved our Lord's heart. This moved Jesus's compassion. And this is the remedy for all of our illnesses. We got to present ourselves to Jesus Christ as we truly are with all of our weaknesses. And this moves his compassion and mercy. And uh, today's gospel, Jesus says again, like he said to the woman, caught in adultery, go and sin no more. He says it today. He goes, go and sin no more. He says, look, you are well, do not sin anymore. What's more important than the healing of the body is the healing of the soul. Amen. So as Catholics, let's make sure that we live in a state of grace. Let's make sure that we're living in a right relationship with God because, you know, at the end of the day, our bodies are all going to break down. What's important for us is to have our soul in a right relationship with God. And at the end of time, at the general judgment, God is going to restore your body and make it brand new. Terry. Life is short, Jesse. Eternity is forever. Thank you for that. Good news before we bring Bishop Sheen on. Oklahoma House passes Texas-style bill to ban most abortions in that state. Jesse, Praise it's so good to see other states jumping on the bandwagon from Texas. They, they led the charge. Arizona's there and many others. So we got to keep fighting the good fight. So that's our good news story. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Oh, Gina had Jesse, uh, this a mysterious uh, passenger, but I think it's Archbishop Vigano. Are you ready for this? Okay. Because here's what he would say. I think he would say this. Archbishop Vigano is with Bishop Sheen. I'm just saying that's who I think it is. He says, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't tell the truth. Now, Jesse, I just think that fits Archbishop Vigano today because, you know, he's, he's at an age where he can retire as the archbishop. 
and basically go to a monastery or do whatever he wants to do. But he seems to be compelled to speaking out on the truths of what's going on in our church and in the world. Do you think I'm on to something? Terry, uh, I've always said that uh, based on the Bible, God always has a prophet upon the earth. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you the traits of a prophet. They're usually in exile. Yep. They're usually persecuted by the establishment. That's true. And they have, number three, absolute moral clarity, and they <laughs> call out wicked shepherds. That's when you look at Old Testament prophets, New Testament prophets, Vigano fits the bill, Terry. A man yep. in exile. Yep. A man persecuted by the establishment. Yep. A man who ha- who speaks with moral clarity and who right. calls out wicked shepherds. That's wow, it. Wow, you nailed it. You nailed it, Jess. And like I say, we're going to come back to, to Archbishop Vigano in our third and fourth segment. But when we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk about the pro-life side because the Biden administration, are you ready for this? Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. Terry, we're back. Uh, we're we opposite. It. We're in opposite ends of the coast. I'm over here in Ohio. Terry's in Nevada. Thanks be yep. to God because of the uh, yeah. uh, technology that we can do this. You know, uh, Protestants also have their people that bring shame to them. Doctor Francis Collins used to be the epitome of Protestantism. I remember Terry years ago when he was always mentioned by Dr. James Dobson on Focus on the Family. They would always quote Dr. Francis Collins, the great evangelical doctor, Dr. Francis Collins. Well, guess what, Terry? He's gone the way of secular humanism. He's no longer this great uh, moral, ethically luminary giant that he once was in the days when Focus on the Family was extolling his virtues. This man, who's a, he's a top scientist, Francis Collins, yep. in the Biden administration, he defended using taxpayer dollars for experiments with aborted babies, scalps, livers, and other organs in a new leaked audio claiming, yep. he, Dr. Francis Collins claims that the research, quote, is moral and beneficial, close quote, thanks to the Daily Wire, Uh, They're the ones that first reported this leaked audio of Francis Collins. He's the former National Institute of Health, NIH director, and the current science advisor to President Joe Biden. Very sad, Terry. The top scientists in the world, uh, 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 Fauci, a Catholic, and the uh, the second top scientist in the world, Francis Collins, an evangelical Protestant, both of them have betrayed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, Collins, he said, he professes to be a devout Christian. This is why, Jesse, the pro-life movement uh, has been infiltrated by people who should uh, who should be pro-life and they're not. Collins, you know, he says he's professed, but he feels. Did you notice he says the word feel, Jesse? Feel, Seems like all these feel. guys, what the heck does feeling you have to say about a life of a baby? I feel troubled by abortion. Really, dude? That's like saying you feel troubled that we're shooting a million people, innocent lives, but, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it. That This is what this article said. He believes that it's ethical 
to use fetal tissues, he says, for scientific research. He says, after mm -hmm. all, pregnancy terminations, the only reason to say killing of babies is at the present time, it's legal in the United States. See, Jesse, he's fallen. We need to pray for him and Foster because these two men are both professed Christians and they bought into the idea that if it's legal, it makes it moral. I That's want to pray right, right up this man. Father, yes. Son, Holy Spirit, yes. amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Pray for Fauci and Collins now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. See, Jesse, he thinks that because some good can come from killing somebody, that somehow that's justifying it. I don't buy that. Look at this 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 statement that Francis Collins makes. He says, uh, he says, after all, pregnancy termination is at the present time legal in the U.S. Again, he conflates legal with moral. Yep. Collins says, whether you're in support of it or not, it's happened, close quote. And then, he, then Collins goes on to say, the material from those elective abortions is discarded. There are aspects of fetal tissue that can be extremely valuable in understanding how life works how development happens, and how to treat certain diseases like Par Parkinson's disease, for instance, close quote. Now, here's the kicker. Many other scientists say the research with aborted baby organs has not, N-O-T, not been effective, and there are and other ethical alternatives exist. So Fauci and Francis Collins uh, are are basically Terry. They're, they argue in favor. Yeah. They're, they're they're they've politicized medicine because yeah. other doctors and scientists say not true. Yeah. Aborted baby organs have not been effective, and other ethical alternatives exist. Once again, the left has politicized science, and they've turned scientists and doctors from healers to killers. And, and uh, Terry. There's a verse that that talks about how the mighty have fallen, talking about King Saul. This yeah. reminds me of Fauci and, and, and Francis Collins. Two yeah. scientists, one a Catholic, one an evangelical Protestantism, Protestant. Yeah. Both of these mighty men in the eyes of the world have fallen. And what I mean have fallen, because yeah. they they promote mortal sin objectively. And, and I can just tell you this. Just like Satan fell from the sky, the Bible says in Luke 17, yeah. these men, if they don't repent and change their ways, Terry, uh, their fall will be just as, as deep as Satan's fall was. Yeah, see, I'm just going to leave. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail when I say this, but I really truly believe it in my heart that this is the same principle people are using with the vaccine. And what they mean by, oh, we're going to use aborted babies to get this vaccine. But you see, just like uh, Francis Collins is saying it can help uh, people with other diseases. Oh, that justifies it. So this is why I'm concerned about this kind of mindset is he really says this. He says, he said, I suggest that research for aborted babies parts actually may redeem the immoral act of abortion. Jesse, wow. that statement right there says he knows it's killing an unborn baby. That's what that. Now, am I reading into that, Jess? No, this is called cognitive dissonance, where in your mind, yeah. you know something is right, but right. your feelings tell yeah, you to right. do the opposite. 
So his his intellectual brain knows that abortion is wrong, but his emotional feelings, which are the lower faculties, they militate against the higher faculties. And what he's doing, he's he's basically appealing to his lower faculties and saying, I feel, I feel. Terry, here's the problem with evangelical Protestants in this regard is they don't have a body of moral theology to appeal to like we do. None. Yeah. That's right. Catholics, Terry, see, see, here's the advantage that we have once again of being a Catholic. Yep. We have a corpus of body of moral theology that goes way before Vatican II. I mean, it just, it it goes back into the Middle Ages where, where, where Catholic thinkers have already been thinking about these issues. But even in Vatican II and after, there are other things that the Catechism talks about that weren't issues before the Council, like drunk driving is mentioned in the Catechism. And in vitro fertilization. In vitro fer- yeah, there's a lot of issues as a result of technology that right. keep coming up. So the right. church has to continually render judgments. Yep. And, and Protestants don't have a, mo- a, a body of moral theology to appeal to. Every pod Protestant has to decide for themselves based right. on the Bible and their own understanding of what is medically and bioethically right and wrong, what's moral or immoral. Jesse, you know what also bothers me? that This Collins guy was under the leadership of the Obama administration. Are you ready for this? They spent tens of millions of our tax dollars funding unethical experiments involving aborted baby parts. Just the very fact it's uh, it's going to be April 15th. You and I have to write a check to the federal government. I don't know about you, Jess, but that makes me sick to be spending my money that I give to the government to kill future babies and then to do, you know, unethical things. Uh, you know, that's just I can't sit back and not complain about it. I wish everybody would complain about it and make this a, a thing of the past, because if everybody speaks up in one voice, I think this can change. Francis Collins, who's a, he was at this point, he's an apostate evangelical Christian. Yep. He even says here in the article, he says, they quote him. He goes, quote, can you, in fact, even with the actions that you consider immoral, derive something from it that might actually be moral and beneficial? So he was asked this by the Daily Wire. Francis Collins responds, he says, quote, that's the horns of the dilemma upon which I have been resting here for these 12 years as the NIH director, trying mm. to see, trying to oversee human fetal tissue research, which is something that I have to make decisions about, close quote. What's going on here? His mm-hmm. intellect has been darkened by his love of money yeah. because he's got a good, high-paying job and he's probably got other little bonuses that come in here and there, and little perks here and there. So his intellect has been darkened by the love of money and the sin of pride. Both, I am the most powerful scientist in the world, and I get a big fat salary, and I get these big bonuses from Big Pharma. All that, Terry, has intellectually blinded his Christian faith. I couldn't agree more with you. I always say, follow the money. And boy, they're making lots of money on this. Jesse, when we come back from the break, we are going to talk about Archbishop Vigano for the next two segments to really address some of the accusations he says. And also make a distinction. People say, you know, that 
we're all out of control when we say that, you know, you, you think that, that, you know, all these issues that are coming up, whether it's the COVID vaccine, you know, when you say that it's not good, oh, that's just a crazy thought. So how many of these crazy thoughts are, are Archbishop Vigano has actually come up with that are actually facts now? So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Also, want to remind everybody, Jesse, that the Spiritual Warfare Conference, people are still picking up recordings of those wow. talks. Yeah, still. Every day we get downloads of those. And I want people to download those of, of, uh, of Father, Father Chad Ripperger and his staff. This was a conference we did in the late January. And you go to vmpr.org, you can download the talks. And what I keep telling people, go home, put these videos on, bring a group together, watch them, pray your rosary, have some meal together. Yeah. Because this is such good, high-quality material on the spiritual warfare aspects of the family. That's my take on people. Absolutely. Terry, the last thing I'll comment I want to make about Dr. Francis Collins and Dr. Yeah. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Uh, both of these men, one a Catholic, one a Protestant, both apostates at this point. Yeah. This is an example of another doctor, once a young man who became a doctor to heal people, they've yeah. now turned into medical monsters yep. because, yeah. because their faith, Terry, has not been their primary focus. They've become worldlings. They become... They become worldly minded because there's only two ways to live your life. You either have a biblical worldview or a secular worldview. There's only two ways to look at life. You look at life through the lens of God's word or you look at life through the lens of humanism, human potential. And these two doctors, once upon a time, young men in medical school, they went from doctors who wanted to heal people into promoters of killing people. Very sad, Terry. I would add pride goes before the fall. You get so prideful. Many of my doctor friends said these doctors think they're gods, and they're not. And when they find out that they can make a lot of money doing something, they say, oh, I can justify that. And that's what we have here. Hey, when we come back, a lot big topic, Archbishop Vigano. You know, let's see why... Many of us stand with him, but let's let's look at some of the things he said and see if they are facts or fiction. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Terry and myself were in an undisclosed bunker in different parts of the country doing the Terry and Jesse show. We've been taking some criticism because I happen to think that Archbishop Vigano's reasons, logic, rationale about the Ukraine-Russia conflict, I think it's very balanced. I think it's very, uh, it's very reasonable. And I think uh, I think he tracks in the right direction. And we, Terry and me, have been taking some flack. We've got some arrows in our back to show you that even some of the people that are friends of ours vehemently disagree with us. 
here, Terry, here's a well-written article. It's called well, Why I Stand with Archbishop Vigano and His Analysis of the Russian-Ukraine Conflict. That's just, just a joke. That wasn't you, because I don't see an author on it. I see the author. I could have wrote that article. I could have wrote that article. Yeah. That's point. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the author's called Stephen Cox, uh, K-O-K-X. Yeah. It's for uh, the articles in LifeSite News. Uh, he writes, we live in a significant moment in church history it would be a mistake almost beyond compare to cancel the archbishop, that's Vigano, at the exact time we need him most. I agree with him. You know why we need him most, Terry? Because of his moral clarity. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's a lot of good bishops out there, like the, you're on every week with Bishop Strickland. Clear, clear speaker. But there's something about Vigano, Terry. He's mm -hmm. almost, reminds me like St. Saint, Saint Paul, St. Saint John the Baptist, he not only is clear, like Strickland, yeah. like Powell, like Mueller, but he's also clear, but he speaks with a sense of urgency. Big time. And, and that that's where I see him a little bit different from the other clear bishops. He's clear, like others, like Schneider, but he speaks with a sense of urgency, like, like we better get this right right now. This is, this is you know, uh, 10 seconds left. We're, we're 20 yards away. This is the fourth down. That's the way he speaks. That's right. It, uh, the author writes, an increasing number of Catholics are attacking, are attacking Archbishop Car Carlo Maria Vigano for his analysis of the situation in Ukraine. Catholics I respect and know have accused His Excellency of being a conspiracy theorist, pushing Kremlin propaganda and carrying the water for the KGB. Terry... Yeah. Everything you and me, everything people call a conspiracy theory, guess what happened six months later? It's a historical yeah. fact. Hey, Jesse, not to I got one thing wrong on this, Jesse. You called him Archbishop Cardinal Vigano. I know you want to make him a cardinal. <laughs> no, I'd like, to make him a, I'd like to make him a pope, Terry. Oh, I know. That's where I was going to go. You make him a cardinal. I'll make him the pope. <laughs> All right, Jesse, if we could, but we can't. Yeah. Hey, Jesse, you're, you're absolutely right. He is like a John the Baptist or St. Paul, and he comes out and speaks very clearly. But I know we only have two segments to go through this, but, you know, uh, I want to let's talk about what did Vigano actually say that's propaganda? Like, can we go through that list? Because, I mean, sure. I, I think you look there's, at it. There, you know, there's 11 points that the author yeah. makes yes. again, uh, and he says, far from being Russian propaganda, Vigano's yeah. well-researched summary these are 11, this is a summary points of the Ukraine-Russia conflict is a balanced explanation of what's going on in the region and why it's taking place. Amen. And so here they are, okay? Yep. Because it takes a decent amount of time to read through His Excellency's analysis, oh, yeah. given the fact that it's 10,000 words. So this chapter, this, this article simplifies that 10,000 word article by Archbishop Vigano. Number one. Here's what he says in a grossly oversimplified way. Number one, the entire conflict is a trap designed by the global deep state to purposely provoke a war. Terry, I agree Make, with that. I'll tell you well, why. Jesse, come on. I'll tell you. You tell me you why. I'll war is my... business. It's big yeah. business. You know who makes a killing? Number one, the industry start, the machines start churning. Northrop, Lockheed, Boeing uh, and and uh, there's another four and and Raytheon, 
These are huge billion dollar businesses. War is business. It keeps people working. This is what put got women to leave their homes, which yeah. was, again, we're paying the price for that, by the way, yeah. and go into the factories to work was because of wars. It was called the Industrial Revolution. And this is what disrupted family life. War is 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 awful on all fronts. Number two. And, yeah, but go just ahead. before you go to number two, let me just add to number one. Our very own President Biden is right in that because think about what he just said a couple of days ago about saying if he's inciting a war, you tell Russia, you say, hey, you know what, Putin, your president, he needs to go. We're going to get him out. If that's not uh, putting a, a fist in front of the other guy and saying, I want to fight you, I want to take you down. And what that does is it escalates the conflict in the Ukraine and Biden's doing that. And so is uh, uh, NATO. They're all trying to make this thing get worse rather than better. So I believe, Jesse, just based on that, that he's in bed with those big companies also that you're talking about. All right. Number two, the West knows expanding NATO upsets Russia, but it's doing it anyway, despite previously saying it wouldn't. Not just previously saying it, Jesse. We put it in writing that we wouldn't do it. And that again, why? What is that? Why can't we just say, okay, we won't put NATO in the Ukraine, and in the, and that's going to stop Putin from? He said that he will not invade. He's not going to come and fight this thing if you just stay out. And why are we pushing for that? I think you know what it is. We want a war. Yeah, Terry, and I'll tell you. Uh, think about this. If if you wouldn't be upset, yeah. Who is NATO? NATO stands for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They were formed in 1949. These are a conglomeration of 29 countries that they they stand together against the Soviet Union, against the, the communist Soviet yep. Union, okay? Yep. And so the NATO, they were, they were enemies, these 29 countries of the Soviet Union. Russia is no longer the Soviet Union, Terry. Nope. But uh, but again, the, pre the what's his name? Uh, uh, the, the, the the Russian president Putin, Putin. obviously Putin still has those uh, those sensibilities from his yeah. former training as a KGB KGB. agent. Exactly. Yeah, but Terry, what would we do as Americans if if Opposing countries had an alliance in South America. Twenty-nine countries call themselves, you know, uh, South American countries against the U.S. And if yes. these countries put bases and bioweapon labs on Mexico and Canada's borders, what would we do of if course. twenty-nine countries from South America would band together? and put That's missiles on, on, on our borders. Well, Terry, well, look at what we did when, when China tried Cuba. to- Was it China or, Cuba, or the, the Cuban- Cuba, Cuba, the Cuban crisis, 1962. Yes. Come on, Jess, that's what I was just gonna say. What would we, we know what we did, we would do. 50 years ago, we did it. Yes. And this is why I don't understand why we can't have a compromise and say, okay, we won't take NATO. Here's what I said, Jess. Well, take no, your missiles out of Ukraine. Exactly. Take your missiles out of Ukraine. Take your biochemical weapons out of yeah. labs out of Ukraine and yeah. leave the guy alone. 
Quick, yeah. quit kicking the, 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 you, you got a bear, Terry, in a cage. Yep. His name's irritating. Yep. Why are you poking the bear? That's exactly There's no good need analogy. to do that. Number yeah. three, NATO okay. and various other countries are illegally pouring ammunitions into Ukraine, thereby violating international law. This is making Ukraine a tinderbox ready to explode. Number four. There are many economic factors at play in the Ukraine. Gas pipelines, biolabs, as Jesse was talking about, technologies that made it attractive to outside parties. And Jesse, I just met, I did a little research. Are you ready for this? The war so far has cost the Ukraine 430, not million, billion dollars. And 5,000 miles of roads have been destroyed by bombs. Continue. Oh, man. I know that's that's how bad it is. Again, and it's going back to the theology of war. Uh, forget which one of our war generals said war is hell. Yeah. Nope. And, yeah. and, and what does Our Lady of Fatima say about war? War is the punishment for sin. This, Amen, yeah, this will stop when we stop. It's funny, Terry, a lot of people in America, they call, they call Russia and, and Putin, they say, what an evil country, that's an evil man. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we allow killing babies all nine months in the United States under the Biden administration. Guess yeah. what? Putin, I'm not saying Putin's any saint. I'm not I'm not canonizing no. the guy, but I'll tell you one thing. He's written a law in Russia's executive order. There's yep. no abortions after 15 weeks. Yes. No abortions in Russia after 15 weeks. He's also signed legislation uh, asking women to have a minimum, a minimum of, of, of three children. And he pays each each time a woman's pregnant, 15,000, yep. what, whatever you call it in Russia, rubles. Yep. Right. Yeah. And not only but, that, Jesse, this is a country also that will not allow homosexual marriage. OK, so don't go point the finger at at them when we can't. <laughs> we have the finger coming right back at us. So, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. When we start saying that Russia's evil, Putin's evil, it reminds yeah. me of that passage in the gospel where our Lord yep. says, why do you why do you point out? Why do you take try to take the speck out of your brother's eye? When you have a beam in your eye. Yeah, That's Terry, right. you're right. You're Putin also, Terry, uh, he also doesn't allow Sharia law in, in, right. in, in, in Russia. Putin also doesn't allow multiculturalism. He doesn't yep. allow pride parades. He doesn't allow pride flags, pride marches, pride propaganda. Putin, Terry, also, um, he's uh, he's also said that uh, the West is morally bankrupt. And he yeah. said that because of, again, this was right after, this is right after the US Supreme Court passed homosexual marriage. Putin gave a speech right after that. He said, the West is morally bankrupt. And now you know why President Biden wants to get rid of him. <laughs> Come right back to four on the Terry and Jesse show on Archbishop Vigno. Stay with the family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Well-written article uh, in, on LifeSite News. The title of the article is called Why I Stand with Archbishop Vigano. 
and his analysis of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. There's a lot more that meets the eye that you're not going to get from watching the mainstream media. Now, this is not to say, I'm going to repeat again because I'm going to get a bunch of emails. I'm not saying that uh, anybody here is impeccable, no human beings impeccable. Uh, You know, uh, I'm not even saying that Archbishop Vigano is impeccable. I'm just trying to say is that his 10,000 word essay is a Mm well-researched essay on the Ukraine-Russia conflict. I think it's balanced. I think I think it it comports with with definitely with a Catholic worldview, but he also has a good understanding in this ten thousand page uh, article that he wrote about the current geopolitical realities that we face right now on planet Earth. Here's the fifth point that he makes as he's kind of summarizing. Uh, mm-hmm. He's trying to simplify the situation that's happening over in Ukraine and in Russia. Point number five, he says. President Zelensky is a corrupt individual acting as a puppet of Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. He is selling out Ukraine to the West and not preventing neo-Nazi forces trained by the U.S. from wreaking havoc on Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Uh, Yeah, President Zelensky, Terry, he's one of those woke leaders. He's also... He's also friends with uh, Klaus Schwab and and, uh, and the Great Reset people. These are the people, by the way, that are trying to start the religion of global warming and that and that believe that everybody should get the jab and the booster uh, mm-hmm. because they, as they said, and and Biden said, unelected Joe Biden said the other day, America is going to lead. Uh, we're going to lead the world in a new world order. He used those exact words. Zelensky is part of the new world order. Uh, Yeah, I call it the boys club. But number uh, seven, there was a six, excuse me. Oh, oh, Joe Biden, seriously, I'm going too fast. Joe Biden has been tied to the Ukraine since his time as Barack Obama's vice president. His son, Hunter Biden, is connected to the Ukraine energy company. Jesse, just a couple days ago, that all came out. It's clear. And you know what, Jess? If this would have come out a year and a half ago when we had our election, I I would say 99% of people would not have voted for Biden because of his corruption. But, you know, it's just interesting how that got held up, you know, after the election to come out. So I just think that, uh, you know, he's right in bed with them. Follow the money. He's made, you know, you can't, he's making decisions and he's a guy and his son who has, been just a very sketchy guy working financially, making money for doing nothing. There's some, there's, there's this whole corruption of the Bidens, and I say Bidens, husband, I mean, him and his son, and now we have a war going on with him. He's in bed with it. That's all. Point number seven. Yeah. Archbishop Vigano writes, there's a color revolution in Ukraine backed by George Soros and other Western groups. This has caused great social unrest since taking place in 2013 and 2014. By the way, that statement is bad. You can see interviews of George Soros on YouTube. On YouTube, yep. Where he where he admits this that he has he has funded a revolution in Ukraine uh, with a lot of anarchists and, uh, and 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 he has 
no moral qualms about this. The, right. George Soros, Terry, is the most powerful non-politician in the world. And, and this guy, this guy moves things on the chessboard of the world with yeah. his built with he buys favors from presidents, prime ministers, leaders, guys, and big tech CEO guys. He he buys favors with his with his untold amount of money that he has at his disposal. Well said, Jesse. Well said. And I just want to remind everybody that Fatima, a message, you know, prayer, penance. Um, we're we're starting in April 2nd, our first uh Saturday, the first five Saturdays. I want people to know that. Yeah, this is a lot of politics here that are going on. But you, maybe you're not a politician. Maybe you don't even care about politics, but you care about the salvation of souls. And so let's live the Fatima message. So at three o'clock on the first Saturday of each every month, we're going to hold devotions to Our Lady of Fatima, not in, including confession, mass. We're going to have a potluck dinner after mass. We have uh, the rosary together in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So really, that's our, our Fatima message. All right, Jess, I want to get these in. So number eight, uh, rhetoric has been ratched up in the last several months by Zelensky and the West, us, about nuclear and atomic weapons. And Putin also is talking about it, thereby heightening Putin's mistrust and prompting him to dissolve the uh, Minsk agreement. I'm not sure what that Minsk agreement is, but I think it's an agreement when we're not going to use atomic warheads. But uh, they're now talking about uh, you know, strategically using these warheads, which would be a tragedy. And it just seems right. like we're, it's like two bullies, two people going to fight and they're all accusing each other. You're going to do this. I'll do that. You do this. Yes. And it's out of control. That's Go a on, good Jeff. way. That's a good way of putting it. Point number nine, the media cannot be relied on to report about what's going on in Ukraine. Their COVID track record is proof that they, they can't do anything but lie. Yeah, they, they are purposefully <laughs> trying to entice Westerners to support an escalation. Yes. And yeah, Terry, once again, why? Because the economy's bad. And guess what helps an economy? The engines turn on war. And so the left, the globalists are saying, OK, the we didn't kill enough people with this with the Wuhan virus. Uh <laughs> And the but it did affect the economy negatively, and yes. everybody's everybody's blaming Biden, and we may lose the House and the Senate as a result of that. We need to we need to uh, fire up the economy. We need war. Yeah, Jesse, you've said, and that has been the case for the centuries. Okay, where are we at? What number t uh, number ten? No, number no, no, uh, number nine. Number nine. I'm gonna get the media. No, number ten. 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 You're right. Oh. Ten. You see. The European and the NATO promised that Ukrainian people would prosperity if they would side with them. But in reality, they seek to enslave Ukrainian citizens to the same freedom, robbing, culturally depressing policies that have destroyed the now godless West. In other words, Jesse, we'll give you money, but you better be sure that you have abortion on demand. You better be sure that there's rights for homosexual marriages. That's how you get the money. We want to make sure we corrupt you with the West. Yeah, that's exactly what the U.S. has even done in Africa. They'll say, hey, you guys are poor. You guys need help. Not a problem. We'll send you guys money, but you guys have to give all your women contraception, all the men uh, condoms. you got to start yep. practicing abortion. Let Planned Parenthood in here. 
So the, the rich countries like the U.S. and others, they will help poorer countries, but unless they're woke and progressive, they'll say, see this check? We'll, we'll, we'll take care of some of your financial problems, but you have to be a woke country, a progressive country, a liberal country, a godless country. And, uh, and this is exactly, Terry, the love of money is the root of all evil. This is how some of the superpowers get some of these smaller countries to become liberal, secular, godless, and progressive. Jesse, number 11 is my favorite. Would you please share what he has to say about the West return to Christ? Go ahead. Archbishop Vigano says, the West needs to return to Christ yep. and seek peaceful relations with Russia so all people can live in harmony. Rome has fallen silent about the true crimes being committed across the world. Perhaps God is going to use Russia as his bulwark against the West. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite. You know what, Jesse, he didn't bring this up, but it, it, uh, even the with communism in China, uh, that's another issue. Where is the Vatican speaking up for all the Chinese Catholics and Christians that are being persecuted? It's almost like we're wanting to destroy ourselves from within. And Archbishop Vigano is not afraid to say that. I don't know too many people who would say that. Now, Bishop, uh, Archbishop, or Bishop Joseph Strickland, who's going to come on right after our show, he said that. But very few bishops have, have said that because, you know, it's not politically correct. But remember what I said about never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. And if the church and its hierarchy do not speak the truth, that's what's going to happen. People are going to be deceived and destroyed. And that's what's happening, in my humble opinion. I had to add that. I think Bishop, I think he would, Archbishop Vigano would agree with me that we're being destroyed from within. Terry, what's interesting is that last point that Archbishop Vigano made, where he says, perhaps God is going to use Russia as yeah. his bulwark yes. against the secular West. Yeah. Uh, th there's a quote where St. Padre Pio said the same thing. Yes. There, there's a book called Padre Pio, The True Story. On page 264, okay. it's, uh, it quotes Padre Pio as saying, quote, Yes, Russia will be converted as the Blessed Virgin Mary said she would. However, Russia will teach the United States a lesson in conversion, close quote. That's from, that's from a book. It's called Padre Pio, The True Story. The author's name is Bernard Rufin. That's on page 64 of the book. That's exactly what Vigano just said right now, Terry. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. I did not read that book, and I'm a devotee to Padre Pio. Yeah. But um, that makes sense. Jesse, to wrap up our hope, though, right now we got a minute and a half. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And Archbishop Vigano mentioned, made that very clear that, um, you know, leaders might always, I thought might, they always disappoint me, okay? Whether it's the church. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. I, in my lifetime, I've not experienced strong leadership in the, in, the, in the church or even in secular things. So we really need to say, who are we really putting our trust in? It's in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yes. That's why, Terry, there's several verses in the Old Testament where it says, do not put your trust in princes. Yep. Put your trust in the Lord. Amen. We're going to have our bishop talk about a good, strong bishop. Bishop yeah. Strickland's coming on 
after we break. Don't miss his show. It's all over uh, LifeSite about what he had to say about all these cardinals who are dissenting. You hear what Bishop Strickland has to say. He's calling them out. It's about time. <laughs> Jesse, what state should we be in? Terry, he's in a good. He's in good. Uh, uh, he's company. in a good company with Cardinal Pell. I agree. Jesse, you're in another state. I'm in another state. But what state should we really be in, brother? Not Ohio, not Nevada, not Arizona, not California. Live in the state of grace. Amen, Don't live bro. in the state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. Wow. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, Bishop Strickland's going to start in about a minute. If you can't get it on your station, go to vmpr.org. Download the app. You can set that up on all the shows. May God richly bless you and your family. Thanks for listening.